Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, we are back on the Edgework YouTube channel, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Back today with So Money Sports and at Rusty underscore Bill. Russ, So Money. We got a huge game, a huge slate of NHL games here tonight, November 10th, so we won't waste any time. We will just get right into the games. I mean, let's start here tonight with the Ottawa Senators, the New Jersey Devils. It's teams that are kind of... One team that we had expected to take a little bit of a step forward, not as much as they really have here at this point. Uh, the Devils lead the Metro at 10-3. and They're currently on a seven-game winning streak. They're sitting at third in the NHL right now. And on the other side of things, the Ottawa Senators are a team that everyone kind of expected would take a step forward based on their moves in the offseason. But... It hasn't really panned out so far at, at this point. I mean, we're looking at a team that's uh, they're four and eight. We're looking at Claude Giroux with his head down, like he's lost Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals after losing OT games early in the first couple months of the season. Here, the Devils' success so far has come from. Uh, there's young stars stepping up. Jack Hughes looking absolutely incredible. And Mackenzie Blackwood looking like an incredible goaltender. Now, he is going to be out for the next couple of months. But they've been relying on Vanacek, who's sitting at 6-1. and one. Is this Devils' success something that's going to be able to sustain itself over the course of this season there, Russ? Or is this something that we might see regress a little bit? Yeah, you know, I, I love this Devils team this year. Um, we've been on them a couple times. We've been on their overs a couple times and uh, pretty much cashed everything. Um, I was just texting with my buddies this morning because um, I think about four or five days ago, we grabbed the Devils to win the Eastern Conference at plus 30 to 1. And just checked this morning and they were blowing up my our group chat and it's all the way down to 10 to 1. And I, I'm not sure that they will actually win the Eastern Conference. This would be a play that uh, we buy out of at some point or play play back at some point in the first or the second round of the playoffs. But yeah, this Devils team, as I said last week, they've just been shot out of a cannon. I think that they'll keep it going tonight. They have a really, really, um, I mean, I think it's a it's going to be a decent test, but this this Ottawa team can't can't stop any anybody. So the play for me that I'll be looking at here will be the over over six and a half. Um, I mean, Ottawa's given up four more goals in four of their last five games. The Devils are just number one or number two in every category. First in goals against, or second in goals for, first in shots on goal. So I think they easily. Both teams could easily get to three here, and uh, I like the over six and a half, especially if it's at uh, plus money now. But yeah, I think this Devils team's a lot of fun, and it's, this is going to be a great game tonight. So, so money. The Devils team there, like it's been a good team. It's a t- team that's taken a step forward. But as I kind of alluded to, the Sens team sitting at 30th in the NHL right now, and you go out and you acquire Alex Debrinkit, and you bring in Claude Giroux, Cam Talbot, you're thinking this team might take a step forward. Sitting at third last in the NHL, is that way behind where you had kind of projected them or seen them going into this season? Is it like, hey, maybe is it a situation where you thought, yeah, it's going to take them a while to get going? Like, what do you make of this Ottawa Senators team throughout the first month and a bit here? 
So with uh, with with both of these teams, um, I wasn't as high on the Senators coming in um, as, as as a lot of the market was, but I also don't think that they're the third worst team in the league either. Um, yeah. I think that even even with their with their losing streak here, what we see with a lot of teams in losing streaks is that there's for most of the time, um, unless if you're the Blues who who just look terrible, but you have. <laughs> You have games in there where even though you've lost the game, there's a lot of bad luck involved there. That's 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 what I'm seeing with the with the Sens right now too, right? They've lost what six six games here, but six straight games. But the last three games, I've actually scored them very well. The game against Vegas, Philadelphia, and Vancouver, they lost all three of those games, but I've got a higher score on them than 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 what the final score indicated. Um, similarly with New Jersey. Very bullish on them coming in, but I don't think that their level is sustainable. Now, with that being said, I've scored them well in almost every game. So they've been they've been deserving to win every game except their last games, right? Um, the game against Calgary, um, I thought there was a lot of um they had a lot of good luck there in mm-hmm. um in a, in a getting that win. So I think that it's possible that we start seeing their play dip a little bit. Even though long term, I'm extremely bullish on that team. So for tonight, I do have a play in this game. I think that that number on Ottawa, for the reasons I mentioned earlier, um, it's it's a little bit high. Um, I like Forsberg. He's 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 confirmed in net, um, and I we're seeing that you you can actually get them in the low plus one sixties right now, which I think is um, is is the way that I'd be looking at in this game. Okay, so we can lock that in. And if you want to track these bets on a daily basis, if you miss a show and you want to get notified when these bets are placed any day from Monday through Friday, it will all be on the BetStamp app in the marketplace underneath Edgework. So you can go there, follow, turn on notifications, and you will get notified every single time that these bets are placed live on stream. So we'll lock that in. Senators, I'm seeing right now the best price available, which would be a widely available price, would be on Pinnacle, plus 165. So we can place that. And then and Russ, you said over six and a half right now. Yeah. So I am seeing uh, also, sorry, but I am seeing over six and a half plus a hundred uh, at FanDuel. So uh, we will lock that in as well. Um, all right. Another team, someone you had kind of mentioned there was the uh, the game the, the other day, the Devils against the Flames. And now... I don't think it's necessarily just from that game. It is an accumulation of how things have been going over the course of the beginning of the season here for the Calgary Flames, but it started to put a little bit of doubt in people's mind uh, regarding the Flames. Is it? Are, are we panicking on the Flames? Like where where are we at with the Flames here? So money, they're fine. Um, you know, like <laughs> so similar to Ottawa. There's in their in in their losing streak here there's 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 quite a little bit of bad luck involved especially in the last couple of games so the game against the islanders they, they just blew the lead um they should have won that game they blew it in the third they've blown leads against uh, seattle now um and, and and against new jersey as well um i'm i'm not too concerned about the flames long term um of of those six losses i would argue that that they should have actually won four of them um, and I, I, I look at the games against the um, against Edmonton, Seattle, Islanders, 
um, they they should have won those games. However, they are on the last game of a road trip here in Boston, and it's possible that we'll see Vladar and Ned. Um, if I know my man Sutter, this is the spot where 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 he's going to put in Vladar. Um, and 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 during this streak, the Flames have struggled five on five. They're without. They're probably without Huberto, um, and they've suffered some some losses on the on, on the back end here, which has left their um, their third pairing, who actually shouldn't be getting the minutes that that they that they should be getting. So they're just going through a, tr- a, a tough stretch. They're still an elite team. <clears throat> I I'm not putting too much stock into their losing streak right now. At the, at the end of the day, they're still 500. So. Um, I think we just need to relax a bit. I think that they're fine. Um, it is a tough spot tonight. Um, I'm also not falling for this uh, Jim Montgomery's coy act anymore. McAvoy is playing, regardless of what these guys mm-hmm. want to say. He is going to play tonight. Um, so it's tough for Calgary tonight. Um, they'll finish off the road trip here. They'll get back home. I think. Um, I, I think they'll be okay long term. Yeah, Russ, we're talking about a team that's kind of been underperforming a little bit now on the other side of this one in the matchup here against the flames tonight is a team that maybe is overperforming compared to expectations at least coming into this season i don't think anybody necessarily predicted the bruins to go 11 and 2 to open the year and start off first place in the nhl and then even though they went through their own little pr turbulence uh they seem to have managed to come through especially with that group i mean regardless of what you think about them uh or the situation that group of guys in that locker room clearly has an identity to them and how they conduct themselves how they play on the ice so it is good to see them continue on with that but going up against this flames team here tonight we are seeing teams that are kind of on either end of the spectrum at least in terms of uh, a game of runs at this point is this something the bruins team especially adding mcavoy back into this lineup is just going to continue on throughout the season at this pace yeah, no, I mean, I don't think they're going to continue at this pace, this strong, but I do think this is one of the best teams in the league so far. You know, everybody was super excited for them to get Marchand and McAvoy back so that they could kind of bet on their futures or, or start betting on them. Well, they've, you know, they haven't even needed them to win the games that they've played so far. They've just been playing awesome without those guys. Now they've had Marchand back for a few more, few more games. But just look, I won't have a play on this game, but just looking at the numbers, I mean, if we would go back five or six games to before the Flames losing streak and, um, you know, you see the Bruins at minus 190, minus 200 against the Flames, I mean, that seems a little bit ridiculous. So I think that there's a little bit of recency bias in this line. If you um, just look at some of the underlying metrics, these teams are a lot closer than what the line suggests. Well, like I said, I, it's tough to go against the Bruins at home here, especially like so, like so Money said, you might be getting Vladar in net. But th- this line seems a little bit egregious for me, um, for the Bruins. And j- going forward, this you would, these are good spots to look to play against the Bruins and to fade this team going forward. Um, if you continue to get plus 170, plus 180, plus 200 on some of the teams on the other side, then there will be a lot of opportunities going forward to fade this team. All right, fair enough. So we'll move on from that game if there's no best bets there. But it, it is another one with... Uh, an interesting goalie situation going on, and that would be the Oilers, the Hurricanes. Uh, as so many alluded to before we started the show, um, Freddie Anderson, unknown what's going on there. Don't know if they'll play Ranta back-to-back. I don't haven't seen any announcement yet of confirmed goaltenders. But then the Edmonton Oilers on the flip side have had their own interesting goalie situation. They go and they pay Jack Campbell in the summer. 
And I don't know if you guys saw, it gave me a little bit of a laugh, but there was an article that was written on the NHL network. I believe it was last week at some point, And it was, is there a way for the Edmonton Oilers to trade Jack Campbell back to the Maple Leafs? So uh, that will tell you all you need to know about the goaltending situation there and how Oilers fans and their fan base is feeling about Jack Campbell, the Jack Campbell signing. But as far as that team goes, I still am on the same page as with them as I have been even the last couple of years. And it's, you've got great players up top. And as soon as it starts getting down to the bottom of the lineups, it just slowly trickles away. One thing that they had the luxury of in the past, even though it hadn't been great consistently, was that you got a guy like Mike Smith who could just all of a sudden get hot. And all of a sudden, and Mike Smith, knowing him, no matter how old he was, he could have a run of games where he was incredible. And then it obviously would fall back off again. But when you get that stretch, those guys in front of him who can score lots of goals and just take over games at will, they were able to win games for them. Is this Oilers team, is there something that these guys have to worry about if they can't get any goaltending at all throughout this season? Or are you guys kind of on the page of like, hey, McDavid, Dreisaitl, add in Zach Hyman and uh, and Warren Fogle into that mix, even Nugent Hopkins, like, are they going to be able to carry this Oilers team? So I don't, sorry, I'm, I, I don't know about how far they'll be able to carry the Oilers team, but... One thing I will say, and um, I know Zach, you'll uh, you'll you'll love to hear this, but I actually like Jack Campbell. Um, yeah. I think that uh, uh, um, the 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 way that I the, the, that I value him, I think that he's um, he he's serviceable and he's good enough to get the job done when you have um, when when you're playing behind guys like uh, McDavid and Drysaitel. Um I also like Stuart Skinner as well. I think that. Uh, at some point, um, whether it be this year or next year, um, there's 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 going to be rumblings about should should Skinner be getting this job. So um, I think that the Oilers' goaltending is good enough. One thing I do worry about them, especially with the loss of Kane, is what you what you just alluded to is that they're very top heavy, and mm-hmm. um, and when you when you lose a player like Kane, I I do worry about their depth um, as a as it trickles down the lineup um, for tonight, um, when you're playing a team like Carolina, you you need all the depth you can get. So I think that um, this is a tough spot for for Edmonton. Um, as as we were talking about earlier, um, it's a very tricky game. You got one team on a back to back. You you got another team on a three and four. So so the scheduling situation is is um, is a negligible. But um, there's there's also the Carolina goaltending situation. So if uh, if Kochetkov, if I'm pronouncing his name right, if he is if he is in net, um, I have no idea how to value the kid. I think that he was just there for like a couple of games last year, so yeah. um, I I wouldn't be able to value him properly. So unless if it's Ranta back to back, I I I would be more inclined to lean towards the under here, or if um, the games in Carolina. So if Freddie Anderson's okay to play and he's 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 back at home like that's the way that um i'd i'd be more inclined to play the under if um if we have the right um goaltending tandem hey i'll be honest i like jack campbell as well i just i wouldn't have paid him that money i so i was i was okay with walking away from him at that price like he regardless he is 30 years old and they paid him for a good amount of money for five years so yeah, yeah i was i was okay with walking away from that one 
Yeah, it depends how uh, depends how far your priors go back, right? Like, uh, so money and I must have the past few years uh, still graded in there because, yeah, my numbers still like Jack Campbell too, despite how he's done this year. And uh, just to, just to kind of briefly touch on this Edmund team, we mind the model has loved this team all year. We've played on them three or four times and, and done pretty well so far. Um, just one quick thing, I think that they kind of are taking a little bit of a page out of the Colorado Avalanche playbook where they just have this, all of this front-end speed and they just kind of have a serviceable goalie. They try not to put him in too terrible of situations, but if he can, you know, let in one or two goals, they expect Dreisaitl and McDavid to get four or five. So I've loved this team all year and continue to, like uh, so many said, this is going to be a really, really tough spot with the scheduling and with the goalie, I think that if we got Ranta in back-to-back goals, I'll go ahead and make a play on the Oilers. But like you said, if we get the the PTR kid, I would have no idea how to uh, how to quantify his his stats. And um, and with Anderson, I would have no play as well. All right, let's go on to the uh, the next game on the slate here that I was looking at, and it's another game where. You could say, hey, maybe Johnny Goudreau picked the wrong side of these two teams, and that's going to be the Philadelphia Flyers and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Everyone was very surprised when Johnny Goudreau signed that deal with the Columbus Blue Jackets in the offseason. Obviously, it was more of a personal decision than it was maybe a business decision or a winning decision. But that being said, he can't be overly happy with what's been going on in the ice there. The Columbus Blue Jackets are last in the NHL, sitting at 3-9, and nine, and then he's looking at across at two different teams that he could have been playing on in the New Jersey Devils, who, as we already talked about, are third in the NHL, and his competition here tonight, the Philadelphia Flyers, who might be performing a little bit above expectations so far. I imagine this will come back down a little, <laughs> back down, uh, but the Flyers sitting at 7-3-2. and two, uh, They are in an early wild card spot, who knows if that hangs on is John Tortorella's been making some interesting decisions, having guys sit out of the lineup. I mean, we saw some quotes from Rasmus Ristolainen where he was confused and angry about being out of the lineup. Didn't really know why, but this is what Torts does. He makes decisions. He think he does what he thinks is going to be the best opportunity for this team to win. I know I, and I imagine both you guys are on the same page in terms of the Flyers are going to come back down from where they're at right now, but so money, I know you had some early predictions ahead of the year about with this Flyers team, so I'm just going to let you take it away about how you feel about this Flyers team's performance through the beginning of the season, and then as they head into this this matchup against the Jackets here tonight. So I had, going into the season, um, I had the Flyers finishing as the worst team in the league, Um I, I um in that um in the hammer article um I, I I had them finishing last now the problem is nothing has changed for me I, I still think it's <laughs> a terrible team yeah and in fact I think that this team is going to end up being the death of me this year <laughs> Carter Hart the way that he's playing unbelievable all mm-hmm. all credit to him but for the life of me I just can't understand how they're getting these wins. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and the way that I grade every game, I have a bunch of reds for them throughout every single game, which means that you deserve to lose that game. Yet, you go over to the next column, and I'm seeing a W there. So, <laughs> so this is not gonna last, right? Like you, this is not sustainable. I just don't know how how long they can they 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 can keep this going. We've seen in the NHL where a guy like Carter Hart, young kid, 
He had an off year a um, couple years ago. He's he's back in form. Yes, a kid like that is able to carry you. But at the same time, you need to be able to score some goals, right? So this team is pulling off these one nothing wins, two one wins out of, and 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 I don't know where it's even coming from. So yes, I do expect the Flyers to regress quite a bit. Um, Columbus, um, for their part, they're not the worst team in the league. Um, they haven't played well. Um, we're seeing they they haven't gotten good good goaltending. I'm I am on Columbus tonight, um, and I got. Um, I, I was pushed over that way when Copersalo was was confirmed. And the, the way that I think about this game is that Merzlikens has been horrible all season, right? And you bring in a guy like Corpusalo. He was hurt last year. He had an off year. Um, I think that um, he should be better. And how much more worse can you get than what Merzlikens has given you this year? So I think that that the pricing on this game was based on the current forms of the team. Uh, Flyers did take um, did take early money, so that did push uh, push Columbus down a bit. Um, but I'm on I'm I'm on Columbus today. I'm sure that the Flyers are going to win two one in overtime with Hart <laughs> making like fifty saves. So I'm 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 fully prepared for that. But um, I I am on I, I I am on Columbus tonight. Yeah, and uh, Russ, like on the uh, on the Jackets front there, I mean, they did lose Line A for a little bit, but comes back into the lineup, so it's not like that's something they can really rely on in terms of excuses for something that's been holding them back. Uh, this Flyers team, last year they were terrible, and I kind of expected it to be about the same, going probably even worse this year. Performing above that, but then a Blue Jackets team that where I was coming into the season saying, hey, they'll probably, they're not, I didn't think they would be very good. I didn't think that the Blue Jackets would be very good. I didn't see them being this bad. Now, how quickly can they turn that around? And then how quickly can this Flyers team start to become what they truly are? Yep. I mean, I think so money hit on a lot of the, uh, a lot of the points that I was, that I was going to touch upon. You know, I would love, I would love a 2-1 overtime victory for either team. Because we are, we did make a play on the under six and a half here on this game. Um, yeah, just like you guys both said, these are two pretty bad teams. Now, I, I think in the long run, I think the Blue Jackets will will finish better than the Flyers, which is kind of crazy to say after watching the first uh, first month of the season or so. Um, but yeah, these teams are very very similar. I think um, you know Philadelphia struggles to score; they're thirty first in expected goals for, and uh, the Blue Jackets twenty eighth in expected goals for. And like so many said, Carter Hart's just been completely standing on his head. This dude is uh, first in uh, goals saved above expectation. Expectation, you know, this is out of a hundred goalies. This dude is first in the entire league, um, so he's just playing absolutely unbelievable. So I got to play on the under here. This was um, even. It looks. It looks like it will even get more value now that Eunice Corposalo is uh, confirmed. Um, my numbers have closer to five and a half, a little bit above five and a half, closer to six. So if you can get uh, under six and a half here, I think that's a that's a great play. Real quick here, comment in the chat from uh, Josh C saying, first game back from international play for Columbus mm-hmm. and Colorado. Do you guys think that this has anything, this uh, will have any relevance for Columbus here tonight against the uh, against the Flyers? Uh, it's tough to say. Um, I think that they have been given enough um, enough days off in in between the games. So something like that. I think that these days, um, 
um, everybody knows how to how to optimize travel and um, and with 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 uh, going to like to like another continent, I'm sure that they've um, that that they've taken these things into account. So um, and I think that a, so, some of that was also reflected in the line. Like I mean, mm-hmm. we're looking at um, the flyers getting up to minus one fifteen here on the road um, for 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 a bit there earlier this morning. So I think that all those kind of things they already get they already get shaped into the line at mm-hmm. at this point of the day. Yes, completely agree. All right. Another game uh where we've got a team that's kind of been going well probably above expectations as well at this point of the year and that would be the Vegas Golden Knights going up against the Buffalo Sabres the Sabres have been a little bit underwhelming they were a team where I kind of put them I personally had them above like where Ottawa would be or Detroit would be where they would be those like fun pesky teams they're going to win games they're going to be in it they're going to make it exciting and and tough on teams I thought they would be doing a little bit better than they are right now admittedly that was just kind of where I had them going into the year but probably relative to overall or finishing season expectations are probably about where you'd have most people would have them slotted in now on the other side this vegas team they've just been rolling along they had robin leonard go out before the season he wasn't going to play at all they've been a team that is just absolutely ruthless as an entire organization they don't care who you are or how much money you make if you're not going to win get out the door and see you later now they call up a guy, Logan Thompson, in in light of some of these injuries. They have him in there. They had him in there last year for a little bit. This is a guy who was playing in Canadian University a couple of seasons ago. Goes to the ECHL, AHL, and now he's going to be competing for a Calder, uh, Calder Trophy in the NHL this season. Logan Thompson, the Vegas Golden Knights. I've asked you guys this question a bunch of times, but so many. We'll start with you. Is this a team that can sustain this this success that they're having right now, even on the back of this rookie goaltender? So Vegas is a team that I think that they're right where they should be. I am very, very bullish on this team. Um, and um, I've, I've mentioned this on the show before. Um, the most important thing for me about Vegas is how quickly they've, uh, they've adapted to Bruce Cassidy's style and the way that he wants to play. The way that Vegas played last year, with all the chances that they were given up, um, that that they were giving up, to bring in a new coach who's very defensive, who's very defensively oriented, and to just adjust to that so quickly, I think bodes well for them going forward. Um, we've seen and and we've seen that play out in the metrics as well. Um, they've they've limited their chances quite a bit. Um, very very defensively responsible team. Um, they have they have depth in that lineup, and I like um, I, I like Logan Thompson. When when um, when when Leonard went down, there was thought that like, it's is it going to be Thompson? Is it going to be Brassois? Uh, so um, I I'm I'm glad Thompson has taken his role. Um, I think that he's a very good goalie. Now, granted, he's still young. He 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 doesn't have experience with this kind of workload. So we do have to temper our expectations a bit on that front. But I do like this Vegas team going forward. It's a tough situation for them tonight um, in the Jack Eichel revenge game. And interestingly enough, they actually um, they had an optional skate the other day, yesterday. They actually canceled that. So um, the conspiracy theorist in me says that they wanted to keep Eichel from the media. So we'll, we won't go there, but I think that's probably going to do that. I like that. Um, I, 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 I think this is a re- uh, it, it could be a little bit tough situation here for 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 Vegas. I believe they're on the 
on on the last leg of an Eastern trip. Um, Buffalo is a young uppity team that likes to generate chances, especially at home. And we saw um, a little bit of a dip, um, even though I was on them against your Leafs. Um, I did see a little bit of a dip in Vegas um, um, on their five-on-five play and in their in their um, in their defensive zone coverage. I think that um, I I scored that game as a lucky for me. I think that Toronto probably should have won that game. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I think this 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 could be a little bit of a tricky spot for for Vegas. Um, I'll stay away, but long term, um, I really like this Vegas team. I do view them as a as a cup contender right now. Yeah, I watch that Leafs team for. I, I will say this is something I watch that Leafs team basically every single game of the season. If they go to three on three overtime, just chalk it up as a loss. They've been so bad in overtime. I don't even know what's going on there. There's no numbers or anything that can explain it. They just suck when it gets to three on three. It's it's been tough. It's been tough to watch. Um, but the revenge game, as you mentioned, against Jack Eichel here, Buffalo. I mean, they're a team where I do think they're going to take some steps forward. I, I think that they have looked pretty good under Don Granado there and Alex Tuck being into this lineup, Peyton Krebs being in this lineup on a regular basis. So, Money, you kind of warned me about it early in the year uh, when I had placed a bet on Buffalo myself in one of the games, and it was you didn't really trust the goaltending. And... Mm-hmm. I think that that might be something we see play out where Buffalo struggles with that as it goes along because it's he's not a young guy in Craig Anderson and then this it, it just hasn't been really proven in net for Buffalo to any at any point so far. Russ, in this matchup here, do you think this might be a situation where Vegas can just overpower the Sabres? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I was I was just waiting for a confirmation on the goalies, and um, it looks like. They just confirmed that Eric Comrie will start for the Sabres. And so just looking at my numbers, this will be a pure numbers play for me. I have the Golden Knights as north of minus 180 favorites. So if I can get around 160, which it looks like uh, that stamp has right around 160, this will be a pure numbers play for me. I think you guys highlighted some of the main talking points. Um, Buffalo, will, it, they surprised a few teams and then they've, you know, they've, been let downs on a couple other games and I have them I have them ranked 16th right now right in the middle of the league right where they should be I think um, I think they might be one year away from um, from really making a move I think next year they could they could really make a move but I don't know how you get in front of this Vegas Knights team um, one of the worries would be the the last game on the on the road trip like so many said but this is a pure numbers play for me I just think minus 155 minus 160 is too short for the Knights right now so I'll uh I will lock in the Knights at minus one, minus one fifty-five, fifty-six. All right, we locked that in there on the uh, on the Edgework bet stamp. Uh, I know we are about at the end of the show here, but let's get to one last game. It is a team that. Uh, I mean, if you go on Twitter and you're just looking for team people just tweeting memes about this team, you're gonna find them everywhere, and that would be the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Jordan Bennington, his attitude, the way he presents himself on the ice. It's pretty much wearing on everybody at this point. You're constantly seeing videos of him running into guys between whistles or at TV timeouts and like pointing at guys on the bench. And he's just, he's lost the plot at this point. And you're looking at a team that is 31st in the NHL right now. They're young guys that they've just signed to contracts. Robert Thomas, Jordan Kyrou have been underperforming and probably scaring St. Louis Blues fans a little bit. Now, 
There is no way, I will say myself, there is no way that this team pulls off the run that they had a few years ago when they went on and won the Stanley Cup. I don't see that happening again, especially not from the same group. But can this team turn it around at all, uh, Russ, or is this just like that's that's it for them like you got to figure some things out with the goalies maybe you got to change up some of the lineup here Tarasenko had wanted out last season like let's refresh let's figure this out let's build around the young guys and get them prepared for next year yeah you know going into the season I was pretty high on the blues I thought that they could surprise some people and um, like you said Bennington is such a polarizing figure either you love him or you just completely hate him and his play is the exact same way uh, during that run they had a couple years ago, he was just unbelievable, stopping almost everything that came in his path. And I thought that we might see some of that this year with him getting back in the starters crease without Villahuso, um, you know, kind of battling him for that spot. But we just have not seen it at all. You know, he's played pretty bad. He's 66th in gold save above expectation. I mean, that's just terrible. And, you know, while the Blues defense is decent – they just can't generate any scoring chances at all. I'm looking at um, 26th and expected goals for for the Blues. Um, I was looking at this game overnight, and I probably should have pulled the trigger on San Jose, but I didn't. And it looks like they've taken quite a bit of money. I'm seeing them all the way down to like minus 135 on the butt, that stamp app. So I probably would not won't have a play in this game. I think that it that line is still a little bit off. Um, I think you know. The Blues minus 130 or minus 135 is is more of a fair market price, but it's just too it's just too thin of a value for me to make a play here. But I do lean San Jose. I think I think the Blues are just struggling, man. So, Monty, I'm just curious where you stand on this game here tonight, and if you have any thoughts on the Blues overall throughout the beginning of this season. So, full disclosure, um, I had the Blues coming out of the East going yeah. going into the season, so. <laughs> Um, I may have been yeah. a little bit off off on the Blues this year. Um, I am concerned about them. Um, I mentioned this earlier. When you have a team on a losing streak, you kind of want to see if there's if there's any signs of life there. So when I when I look at my sheets, I want to see some blue, which means you're you're playing well enough to win um, during during a losing streak. The only game that I have as the Blues as possibly being good enough to win throughout this whole streak was that 7-4 loss against um against Montreal. Canadian. Wow. Right. So beyond that, they've been they've been this bad and they've and they've deserved to lose all these games. Um I am concerned about them going forward. Um you you alluded to to uh Bennington. In 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 a sense I like his competitiveness. Um, but at the same time, if I'm a teammate and I'm sitting here looking at him, I constantly have to stick up for you because you keep doing stupid shit on the ice and I keep having to like go in there and clean it up. Now, at some point he's going to, he's, he's going to bump a goaltender who's, um, who, who's going to go back at him or. Yeah. He's going to tomahawk him. Yeah. Or like, maybe he'll like, (laughs) will be awesome. Well, we'll find our new Dan Clutri in this league or something, right? Or, or, or he's going to, um, there's going to be a teammate that's going to go, that's going to go, go like a, a teammate on the other team that's going to go after him. And then, and then one of your guys has to go, has to go to stick up for you. So I think that right. that, that kind of thing wears on teams. Um, that's, that's not a sign of a good teammate. There's, there's a difference between 
things happening on the ice where you're sticking up for your team and things happening on the ice where you're causing the problems and you're putting everybody else around you in bad situations. Um, I think that's what he's doing right now. And um, I'm concerned about them. I think that long-term um, it's, we're, we're not in the dressing room. So it's, so it's tough to make any, any um, um, statements about a culture of a team, but um, there's, it, it looks, it looks tough out there. And I think that um, I, I believe at this point that I will be wrong in my prediction of the blues coming yeah. out of the West. Well, it's also like you're talking about that with Bennington there. It's like you can you can kind of get away with some of that, at least within the team, maybe not to the fan bases or to people just watching yeah. hockey, but you can get away with some of that to your yeah, team yeah. if you're going to perform. And yeah. a guy I look at is like Brad Marchand. Like that's yeah. a guy who just does, to everybody else, it's like, oh, how could you respect that guy? Well, guess what? To the guys in the locker room, he's sticking up for them. He's not afraid to go out there and just put himself on the line and lick guys in the face. But he's also going to be a first-team All-Star. He's going to score 100 points, and he's going to be one of the best players in the NHL and lead your team to the playoffs and give you guys a chance at success. So if you're going to go out there and do all that same stuff or equivalent stuff like Bennington, but you're going to suck, it's just going to wear on guys at some point where it's going to be like, dude, just stop the puck. Like, let's just focus on that first. And then maybe you can add some of the other things in. It just wears on guys. But this has been Edgework, November 10th. If you guys are on Twitter right now and you're firing comments off, unfortunately, we won't be able to see them in real time. So in the future, if you want those comments read, you have questions, anything like that, make sure to head over to the Edgework YouTube channel. You can subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications. You'll get notified every single time we go live Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Get breaking down all the games, giving our best bets for uh, for that night or for the upcoming nights as well. So make sure to subscribe to the edgework youtube channel follow us on twitter at edgework show and finally if you want to get notified or track all of our plays you can go to edgework in the marketplace on the bet stamp app so money russ thank you guys so much for today good luck on your bets here tonight and uh i will see you guys next thursday sounds good cheers guys good luck